Hi, I'm Blythe Stevens, MFA, Bliss Catalyst, and founder of A Blythe Coach, dance education and coaching to move through life with balance, grace, and power. This podcast delivers weekly insights and resources for ballet, dance, yoga, and creative living. Welcome to episode 71. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today, JoLynn Anderson, who was my original life coach and continues to be an inspiring person of possibility. JoLynn is power, play, compassion, joy, wisdom, and leader. She is a breakthrough coach who is a personal certified coach with the International Coach Federation since 2009. She is passionate about supporting people who want to make a difference in the world to reclaim their personal power to give them access to true fulfillment, joy, and adventure. To be unapologetically them. She works with people that want to ignite their own fire. She supports people to be passionate creators and leaders in their own lives and relationships, to actually live a life of their dreams instead of just dreaming about it and to generate a living out of doing what they love. She is a leader coach and trainer at Accomplishment Coaching, which is accredited by the International Coaching Federation and has a reputation for being one of the finest coach training programs in the world, you can find them at www.accomplishmentcoaching.com. And I'll make sure to link that in our show notes as well. She is a certified in conversational intelligence, which is based in neuroscience, a method that supports individuals and organizations by teaching and coaching on how to have difficult conversations, create trust and evoke innovation with amazing relationships and exponential growth. She has coached and trained many clients and organizations, including the United Nations, World Population Fund, Microsoft, Nike, Canadian government, Cayman Island government, state government, professional golfers, stay-at-home moms, and more. She works with all different people in different places in their life. What they all have in common is that they're ready to say hell yes to what it is that is next in their life, even if they don't think it is possible. Please welcome JoLynn Anderson to the Ave Life Coach podcast. I would love like a brief summary of the work that you do and who you work with, especially Ooh. as it as it changes and evolves over time. Yeah, yeah. So um, I am a coach, and I work with creatives that are kind of stuck and they're not sure what's next, and really get them, you know, to a space of centeredness. And through their um, soul and life purpose and really creating from that place so they can have a joyful, fulfilling life. Um, and I love working with creatives because they, you know, sometimes it becomes a burden for them. And it's like, okay, time to shake it off and, and really get back to true center and, and have them, you know, create a lifestyle that really supports them. Yes, this is why yes. we <clears throat> we get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Living, that's what I'm all about. But I, yeah, it, it has it has different sides to it for sure. Um, you can still, yeah. even if you're a creative person, you can still get stuck in a rut, I think, and, and a, a context and, and lose your perspective on why it is you're trying to do what it, you're doing. and. 
Yes. It's like, what the heck did I start this for? <laughs> yeah. Why did I think this was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. And in something that really struck me in the conversation that we had before, um, just sort of catching up was, especially in the times that we're having right now with pandemic and and whatnot, how you mentioned working with clients and having such different experiences of, um, of, of what they were, were doing and also the decisions they were making based on the current circumstances. And I thought, ah, oh, that's such an interesting example of how you take something that's affecting everyone in the world. And um, yeah, some people are, uh, encountering that as something that's really limiting to their possibilities. And I, I think it's been a challenge for everyone, but they're really stopped by that. And then other people are using it like as a springboard into what's next for them. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about that now that we're on camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're, you're referring to like my example of, you know, I had two real estate agents uh, that I was coaching with. And, you know, here comes this pandemic and <laughs> craziness. And, you know, one of the clients, they, you know, where they were at and their mindset and taking on, you know, stories and beliefs that were happening um, and reality, right? You know, like true, true things that were happening. And one of them was like, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and um, complete and not do my business and just shut down. The mm -hmm. other one, um, I, it ended up, and that's fine. Like if somebody needs to do that, totally can honor their process. And then the other one ended up um, pivoting and doing some work on, okay, if we're going to reinvent your business from this new atmosphere, this new space, this new, um, you know, circumstances, it's like, how do we pivot and, and really make this all work? And it had a lot to do with the willingness, of course, the mindset, and then doing the work on um, what they were, their highest commitment was and what they really wanted to do. And <laughs> this particular client goes, you know what, I would like um, not only to be number one in my office, but I want to be a success story for my children. I want to show them that life's going to happen and how you act and how you um, get yourself supported and how you choose things. You, you do have to kind of have that buoyancy of life <laughs> and pivot. And so that's what they did. They, you know, her and her team, uh, really worked on how do we show houses? This was a, I don't know if I mentioned a real estate agent, but you know, how do we show houses and how do we do these things? Um, yeah. and brainstorming with me on how to, how to educate and change and do things online um, and really having that, um, yeah, let's make this happen. Mm -hmm. People still need to live in houses. So how can we help them do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, people were still, you know, there were some people still working. They were still getting transferred to d different jobs. You know, yeah. it was still working. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm happy to say she, they did become number one in their office in sales. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't about, the funny part was that it wasn't about the money. 
it was about that they were able to take a challenging time and and really reinvent and do their business the way they never thought they would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's something we talked about too is is it has been an opportunity for so many people an opportunity by opportunity i mean we've had to <laughs> right it wasn't already online or your teaching wasn't online and for dancers if you weren't dancing online then if you want to continue to do that thing then yes. that was the only place that it could really be happening and so mm -hmm we learned a lot of new skills <laughs> oh my gosh didn't we it's like i have a um a gal that was doing fitness and I, that maybe i told you that story too uh and she you know was doing the classes in studio and just like you there was like a pivot right it was like oh this is not gonna work i gotta learn how to be online and figure out this zoom thing and you know she didn't have to but she was yeah, passionate about it but if you if you don't then your students won't be receiving what you have to give either it's right. um, and that's what really was sad to me is i certainly did know if coming from a dance perspective i certainly did know studios that just shut down Yes, uh, because they didn't um, see how it was possible or, or didn't know how to use the tools that would allow them to try to keep going online. And then I saw I, other studios just just struggle on through even even folks who are not technically savvy and <laughs> you know, not real keen to reinvent their uh, their way of doing things after being well established for a lot of years. But just because they they don't want to let their their students and, and families down and they rose right. to the occasion and it, yes. it's not the same as being together in the space but it's certainly in a lot of cases better than not having that opportunity at all well and having that joy you know being able to do classes once a week and bring you know when especially yeah. when we were in lockdown it was like oh i get to come to my class <laughs> Yes, exactly. Have the music and the the familiar faces and and some bit of the routine that we're used to and and yeah, just mm -hmm. being able to move around joyfully was was really huge for people. And I know, especially for the, the young students, it was also a huge gift to the families <laughs> for their their student to have that to do for forty five minutes or an hour because otherwise they were stuck together <laughs> 24 yes. 7. <laughs> yes oh my gosh um one of my clients they you know were stuck with their family in a fairly small home and she ended up converting her closet into like a meditation uh space it was actually ended up being beautiful yeah. and yeah. she's like we joke she's like okay well i'm going into the closet okay <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to come back out of the closet in a little while. <laughs> Actually, I was wondering if you, I, I think you have a bit of a dance background as well. I want, because I'm working in the dance field and, and a lot, although I also would like to speak more on, on the level to creative people and artists and all kinds of fields. I know that I mostly work with dancers, so I would love if you would just mention your connection to dance as well. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, so I grew up, um, a dance, you know, as a young girl, belonged to the local studio, um, and grew up dancing and competing, uh, for my, <laughs> and I, I did that for a while. I mean, I, you know, I started with ballet and did the, um, you know, and ballet was like the foundation for me, but, mm -hmm. you know, I could hear the other classes that had like this music and mm -hmm. jazz music and tap and there was something about the upbeat music for me that uh completely feeds my soul like music yeah. comes on and my body just moves <laughs> yes and um you know i did solos and duos and groups and it, you know did all that amazing stuff and then kind of grew up older um, and did some teaching as I got older. And then um, I did what I thought I should do and did the marriage thing and the kids and the <laughs> state job and, mm -hmm. and really became, um, you know, doing what, I, again, what I should be doing, you know, the right thing. And yeah. then, um, you know, that's kind of a story there. And then I've returned back to dance, but it's not anything where I'm competitive. I dance every day. Um, I have my clients move and dance. It's not a formal mm. thing. I used to, um, you know, really want to get it perfect and right. And, you know, like do the moves exactly as my teacher's doing or how I'm teaching. <laughs> and um, I'm kind of a recovering perfectionist. Yes. Uh, and so now I do <laughs> free dancing. <laughs> yes, get free with it, improvisation, and yes, just for the yeah. joy I'll have even with my clients, you know, if they're being significant and serious, like physically moving your body, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference for the energy. Yeah, it, and to me, dance, um, whether it's metaphorically, uh, you know, in your brain or physically, it's so important to dance with life, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, the pandemic and, you know, we're kind of still in this stuff, but mm -hmm. how are you going to, you know, really flow and dance and be with this? And especially when you're a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What if there is no getting it right? <laughs> Right. Yes. Really. Oh. That is such a beautiful statement, Blythe. Yeah. You know? That's cool. That I didn't cool. realize you were actually back to dancing on such a regular basis. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's so part of joy. my routine of the day. Yeah. 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 That's cool. <laughs> and as adults, we get to, we get to do that. We get to say what is a part of, of what's important to us and what lights us up and and in particular in coaching work, obviously you need to be doing that work if you're going to be doing that work with your, your clients. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. My coach, um, makes sure that I'm dancing because if for some reason I, I show up on my call, she knows if I haven't been it's, dancing. It's missing. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. <laughs> I wanted to dig in a little bit more because you actually use movement and dancing as a tool in coaching, which I think is so great because that's often what's missing from, from coaching and professional coaching and also therapeutic sort of settings. It's often very talky talky and not 
embodied, but I'm curious what sorts of tools do you use or have you been using to, to help people through um, the challenges that they're facing now? Oh, so I, it's so funny. Um, one of the things I learned in my transition, um, you know, from state job back in 2008 and into um, coaching is it's each person is different. You know, there isn't like a cookie cutter thing, you know, that I work with people mm -hmm. and, and each person's music is different you know, what actually moves them. So I do, um, you know, upfront work with people before I work with them uh, and find out, you know, what is it? What's their desires? What's their music style? What's their, um, you know, needs, wants, that kind of thing. So what I incorporate is kind of what's intuitive. I'm like a, I don't know what the word is, but things just come through me. Mm -hmm. um, with different clients, like things that come out of my mouth and conversations that come out of my mouth that I'm like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we, you know, we do a lot of um, um, internal work first, and then we co-create what it is that they want to take on, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's dance or music or journaling or, you know, whatever that is. Um, it's every person is so unique and different and tapping into their true, like desires and, and wants. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that answered your question, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's, there's a lot of foundational work that has to happen. So you get to know that person. And, and in my experience too, in coaching is that also that they're getting to know themselves too. I've heard so often yes. people say, you know, but I don't know what I want or yes. I don't know what I should do. And you can't just say, yeah, you do, but you're thinking, <laughs> yeah, you're well, find it's... out that you do. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I've coached so many different types of people, you know, they come to coaching for one thing, but we always um, end up getting into the soulful stuff, you know, the, the things that my biggest thing is what's going to give you your life force, what's going to give you that energy and that mindset um, to be able to, you know, be in life and, and, and like embracing even uh, things like pain, you know, people when pain happens or, or circumstances happens or events happen, um, you know, a lot of people automatically go to these bad habits. And so, you know, the work, you know, that I do with people, it's like, how do you, it's okay to feel the pain, be with it. And what do you need to do to, um, <laughs> to be centered in, in these events and these things? Um, yeah. that are going on. Yeah. 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 Helping them anticipate and also face the challenges that are going to come. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think of it sometimes as like, <clears throat> like a toolkit of resources and like shoring up all the resources and they, they look different for different people, what sorts of things they lean on. But I also noticed yeah. that it's, it seems universal that even if, if, even if we have those and we know those and we built it up, we forget. Yes. Something will come mm -hmm. up and it'll just 
fly right out the window. And so it seems like sometimes the role of a coach is just to help remember. <laughs> oh yeah, Absolutely. when this happened to yeah. me, I could feel better or yeah, get back to myself by doing these things, but but right. they they don't appear to us <laughs> sometimes in those in those moments when we really need them. Yeah, it's so true because and everyone um, is is different. I mean, we're the same because we're humans, but there's so yeah. many things that are different. Like some of my clients just want to get up and meditate and be you know, and, and enjoy, like I go out every morning and, and put my feet on the grass. Like, it's just mm -hmm. like, I want peace. I want, you know, quiet most mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, and then other people are, I'm getting up, I'm running. I want to get that, you know, energy that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I can't relate to that at all. But yes, people do feel that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, you know, one of the things, you know, tools or, you know, whatever yeah. I do is what is your morning ritual? What is the thing that's yeah. going to really nurture you and have you have a great day? And, and then also we do rituals at night. Like what is that nightly, you know, ritual that you, you know, that's going to set you up to, to win and, you know, have the, the next day set up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it because it's, you know, getting people's power back. You know, it's like yeah. when life happens and events happen, you know, it's like, whoa, where did, where did my power go? And you know, I was like, yeah. what happened here? I just gave that away, whether it was to whatever event or circumstance. Um, and, and that's the other thing I'm passionate about is having people be in their true power. You know, it's like, and ha making choices from that place. It's so, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about um, if someone has identified that they are feeling stuck or feel the need for more support in taking the next step for them, whatever that may be, how can they find a coach that's right for them? Or how do you suggest they sort of take that step into actually working with a coach? Yeah. So I always recommend, you know, like interviewing three coaches mm -hmm. because what I know is people will resonate with someone. You know, you'll know when you're interviewing with someone, you'll be like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do, and I don't know if this was mentioned, but so I also, about 10% of what I do is I train coaches and I'm um, with Accomplishment Coaching and we have a website that you can go to that has people's bios and, and there's a lot of different types of coaches on there. So that would be the first place that I would have you look. Yeah, um, great resource also there. The, Yes, the International Coach Federation, which is the body that um, has the credentials and does the ethics standards and the core competencies, and that's where we get our credentials from. Uh, they also have a list of coaches. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, like I said at the beginning, it's really trusting your gut and trusting as you're, you know, talking with different coaches what, you know, who resonates most with you. And I definitely advocate for coaches that have been trained. 
um, through, cause a lot of people right now are calling themselves coaches yes. and you really want to, um, make sure that they have been trained like you Blythe and, mm -hmm. you know, like that they've yeah. gone through a, a training that is, um, true to coaching uh, and not just somebody's like, Oh, I think I'm going to get certified through this one person. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean as, um, I've been seeing that a lot online through the various avenues that I'm connected with is, is, um, and especially since people are having to bring their businesses online more and more, they're, mm -hmm. uh, they're saying, Hey, um, if you've got expertise in a certain area, you can, should consider offering coaching services, which sounds, sounds yeah. great. You know, Oh, I'm an expert in this area. I can coach people in that, which, I'm not against that, but I kind of go, yeah, but what coaching skills do you have? I mean, if you're an expert in an area, you can advise people, you can give them, you know, advice from your experience and whatnot, but it doesn't necessarily equip you to, to sort of see and support someone in, in their own sort of journey of exploration. It can help you gain insight into that one field. I'm like, ah, you know, I hesitate to call that like a really well-qualified coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and that's a good point. Cause it, 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 coaching is really about finding the wisdom within and tapping into their, each person's, you know, true kind of potential. And with like consulting is kind of what you described, you know, advising right. people, you know, that kind of thing. And what I find is if you want transformation, it's going to have to be coming within you. It's like a lot of people want to, oh, just tell me what to do. And you can go do those things. But if it's not your own creation and your mm -hmm. own exploration and, and really expanding your, your thinking and possibility, and it's not you're driven from it, I find that it's you're just going for the next thing. You know, you're just going for the next person to give advice or the next person to, you know, uh, be like, it's like external people have all the answers. Right. And, and I'll, I'll try that and maybe see if it works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, go for it. Try every, you know, yeah. do, learn, grow, try yeah. it all. Yeah. And if you're ready for like some, you know, exponential shifts and growths, you know, really, I, I, I think everyone should have a coach. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without my own coach. And uh, I just think people take uh, and recenter and take risks like they never thought they would. I don't think I'd ever leave my state job, um, you know, because that's quote, again, I always talk about what I should be doing, you know, the expectations of others, if I didn't have a coach, like, there's no way I would have my lifestyle today. Uh, so big advocate for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So actually what, what led you to hire a coach that first oh, time? Man. <laughs> well, I, um, there was a lot of things happening back then. Uh, yeah. speaking about stock, um, yeah. I, uh, you know, in that moment of time, there was a lot going on there. You know, I, I was in a state job, um, which was awesome. I'm, you know, I don't want to, you know, it fed what I needed, uh, but I always knew something was more like there was something tapping me that I should be doing something more. 
Um, and what I ended up doing is getting super sick. Um, oh. And yeah, literally the doctors had no idea my energy, you know, like I, my body ached, you know, they, you know, they were trying to diagnose fibromyalgia and all these things. Mm. Um, and they, then nothing could figure it out. And so my girlfriend said, you know, you should hire a coach and just see if there's some exploring to do with your, you know, where you're at, your body, you know, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I hired a coach and really got um, present to, I was out of alignment. I was out of alignment with who I am and what my purpose here on the planet and what, you know, God or spirit or, you know, whatever people believe in. Um, to me, it was like, oh, I was living a life that wasn't the life that I needed to be living. And that clarity and that understanding and then, you know, the steps to move from um, that, you know, I, I just was like, oh, I, I am grateful, like deeply grateful for wow. hiring a coach and investing in myself, like the breakthrough to even have a coach and to invest in myself in that time frame was like yeah. incredible. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. the doctors may be covered by insurance, but when you're hiring a coach, you're really, it's really an investment that you're taking on. Yeah. And I, yeah. at that point decided I got to figure this out and I'm going to look everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's so interesting because actually several of my early clients were, um, fibromyalgia patients mm -hmm. and in the tricky thing with that diagnosis is they don't really know anything about it it's an umbrella term that covers a huge range of symptoms and experiences and has no real treatment plan or sort of proven effective you know it, it different things work for different people and it's very mysterious and um yeah. you know of course it's important that you be consulting your doctor in those situations but also it really blew oh, my damn. mind what a difference it made for them having a coach even an, an inexperienced coach like myself when i was first starting out um <clears throat> what we were able to sort of the the transformation like you said that they were able to create for themselves and the the different life experience that they had on the other end of that was really amazing especially since it wasn't you know treatment or medication or anything prescriptive at all it was just yeah for them yeah it, more in alignment with yeah what's right. really important to them and um yeah yeah it was pretty interesting because at the time um, I, I had a, a really good life. Like if anybody looked at it, they would be like, oh, you know, this is really good. Yeah, you're um, great. But it, yeah. But it was interesting because I, um, I ended up creating a life that, um, were at, like my parents' life, you know, they kept telling me what these things, you know, to do and, you know, and I married a, an amazing man, but at the time I was like, oh, this relationship is not serving me. It's I, like, it's groundhog day. <laughs> <laughs> and so as I hired a coach, 
um, I, I was like, oh, I think I want a divorce, you know, and this isn't like mm. good. <laughs> yeah. It's good, but it's not like great. Right. Um, and I, I better add here, uh, we are still married. We reinvented our marriage. <laughs> yeah, um, but the divorce is not the answer in this case, but. No, no, 27 years together. Yeah. Um, but what was, well, you know, that reinvention, you know, that pivoting that we were talking about at the beginning, this just lines in beautifully. Um, mm -hmm. We needed to pivot. Like my husband and I had created the marriage that we witnessed as growing up. You know, we, we, we were codependent. We were like in this, you know, space that I was like, oh no, I don't want this. And, and both of us were like, yeah, let's, this is no fun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. So anyway, with my coach, um, really getting every part of my life in alignment, um, I was willing to go there, you know, you don't, you only go in coaching where you want to go. And that reinvention was a huge part of my alignment along with my career. Um, mm -hmm. And so I get to have a fun, sassy relationship and great career and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, you know, crazy. If you took a video of my life back then to now, it's like, whoa, what? <laughs> yes. Yes. I remember at one point my husband saying, man, where did you go? This is amazing. Because <laughs> I was, you know, I was just kind of doing what I thought I should. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's so incredible that you were able to, I know it, it must have taken a significant amount of work on both of your part to reinvent that together, but that's so great that you were able to, to navigate that together and, and to transform together into, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it was me, like we have the power to create what we want. If there's a willing person in this case, yeah. um, if for them, you know, for the most part, we, we can create it. And if they don't want to create that, then, you know, we then gracefully let them go. Right. It's yeah. like, okay, but really getting that high altitude of why we're here, what's the purpose, who do, who do we be on the planet? And then is that the partner for me? And it's, if it's not, I'm, I, you know, I coach people on that too. It's like how to gracefully leave a relationship that leaves it empowered and amazing. And, <laughs> but yeah. outside of codependent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you done relationship coaching with, with couples or that's right. That's tricky. I'm, I'm yes. in awe of that process, yes. but also yes. so powerful, potentially nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Again, it, um, it's the, after I, you know, have an interview with each of them, you know, it's right. gotta be two willing people that are, are, you know, willing to, do the work and, and really relationships are tricky because we each bring our baggage and our experiences from our lives. And then you have two people trying to like integrate them. <laughs> yes. You're going along and all of a sudden your partner's upset and you're like, what are you upset about? <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, okay. And, and that has a lot to do with the work, you know, like getting clear about, okay, the event, what'd you make those events mean? 
you know, where did that come from? You know, and then kind of yes. taking the time to um, work on, you know, releasing. I talk about energy a lot, but there's like the past stuff to release. Um, and then there's mm -hmm. future creations and to be with our own triggers and that are our partners to be with our triggers, right? How to hold the space and be compassionate and <laughs> yeah, and honor sure. us <laughs> in our humanness. Yeah. Yeah. We all have. So that. yes, I do. I definitely have done couples. There's been a time where I, I think I went to like five different weddings because people either wanted to find their soulmate right. and, you know, it's all relationships mm -hmm. for themselves mm -hmm. or they wanted to reinvent their marriage and they redid their vows. And, oh, um, that's was, so great. Yeah, it's, it is. It's like, you know, very rewarding. And then also partnerships, like in business partnerships, um, yes. they're, it's, you know, whenever you're integrating with another human, it's, <laughs> it's always tricky. It's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I like what you pointed out there. That was actually one of the, one of the distinctions that I've carried with me and, and also brought to, um, to coaching, but also to teaching work. Cause I think it's so valuable too, for, for people of all ages and in every situation to have, which is such a basic distinction, but it, it's something we run up against again and again if we don't really pull it out. Like, what are the facts of the situation? No, the actual measurable, observable facts versus yes. the what we're making it mean and the interpretation and what that's bringing up for us from our past and mm. and all of that. Um, yeah, I love it, and a lot of it has to do with expectations that. One, we don't even realize we have until we explore it, right? Mm -hmm. We have no idea. You know, I even, the example the other night with my husband, I had an expectation we were going to do something, but I didn't communicate it. And he wanted to do something completely different. Um, mm -hmm. And I was mad. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then I had to really be like, okay, what am I so mad about? Oh, okay. Why did this trigger me? And let's observe this. And then let's actually see if what my meaning I made up about that mm -hmm. is true. <laughs> right. Like I was like offended and like disrespected and, you know, that's what was in yes. my brain, right? In my yes. body. Like I could literally feel it in my body. Uh, and then it's like, well, what if that's not the meaning? I better be curious and find out what's happening, you <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm feeling offended and hurt and yeah, oftentimes disrespected. And, yes, yes. And the other person had absolutely none of those intentions. <laughs> They're no. just going along doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, you know, you get, especially in partnership, you get where you should know. It's like, oh, wait, right? Hold Don't on. you know me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. And then I feel, you know, not worthy or, you know, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's really, um, you know, I can observe myself and laugh at my own mind. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, look at these thoughts coming through. Oh my yes. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Not always in the moment. In the moment, the emotion can be so strong that 
yeah, it yeah. takes a little bit of time and, and reflection and, and cooling off. Too. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I think everyone should be a CEO of themselves, like really learn themselves and their triggers and their blocks and where they get stopped and, you know, all of those things, because now I can, you know, for me personally, I can be like, whoa, I need a minute because otherwise all these words going to come out of my mouth. They're not going to be good. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, hold on, need a timeout here. <laughs> I just think the more we know about ourselves and how we operate, the more power we have uh, and we can create, you know, when we're in our full power, we can create whatever we want, whatever lifestyle we want, you know? Yeah. Yes. Even though I, at the time, if I think back then when I hired a coach, I didn't even think it was possible. I was like, this is not possible. Like literally, and I'm a pretty smart woman. So I was like, this, this is not possible. I can't leave the state job. I can't leave my husband at the time. That's where I was thinking. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's right. like, I'm stuck. I had two little kids. I was yeah. like, yeah, it was interesting how limited we get uh, when we're in our own stuff. Yeah. What's inspiring you and freeing you, empowering you these days? Ooh, um, I am you know, kind of changing up my business, uh, where mm -hmm. I'm doing more like half day, uh, zoom calls together. Uh, and then, or those that want to fly, you know, to my area <laughs> right now, right. not a lot of people are flying, but, um, more like in-person in-depth work, uh, and, and doing that. And that includes the body, the, you know, elements of life, um, the elements like there's a lot of experiential like feeling mm -hmm. kind of things that I love doing uh, and a lot in the spiritual realm, um, which sounds kind of woo woo, but it's like how to tap into the intuition and the knowledge and the wisdom of the God universe and, and really do some soul work uh, and get people reset. <laughs> It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yes. So I've been doing that, uh, loving it. Uh, and most of those people are coming from like my, my clients, like my VIP clients that want to want to take that on. Mm -hmm. uh, so right now I'm also creating a space on this property, uh, which will probably be done here in about six months. Oh, wow. Um, very, very excited about. Really next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, to me, I, um, I have no, I don't know why I know this, but this next year, I think things are going to be fully opened up, even though it doesn't, you know, it's hard to know, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but there is going to be some huge shifts. I can feel it energetically. Um, and I can see that there's going to be kind of a, a new, a whole new mindset and world uh, that's going to be absolutely beautiful and amazing. And, and it's also going to be a little off center. Like people mm -hmm. love comfort zones. People love to know what they know. And, um, but it's going to tap into creativity 
And that's kind of the work I do. So it's like tapping into that creativity and, and doing the reinvention work. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can, I, I feel this next year being really creative and um, full of potential year as well. I love that you mentioned several times the intuitive piece. And I think people speak about that in, in different ways. I don't think we, yeah. we necessarily disagree about the underlying concept, but sometimes the wording sounds differently. But that's definitely work that I've been doing lately, too, is really just the intuition is there, but just trusting it when it arises and listening to that, the quieter voice that mm. might be speaking yeah. is, um, it, it's a really a process um, and something that I appreciate about aging yes. <laughs> is that, yes. that we're able to step more and more into that. And it starts with really simple things. It's, it's really funny. I, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about even the most simple things like leaving the house and a voice will come up in my head of, hmm, I wonder if I should bring an umbrella or a jacket or whatever the case may be. And my old pattern that I've identified is asking, because it occurs as a question, would be to ask whoever is there, huh, do you think I should bring an umbrella, huh? Do you think we need a whatever? And depending on who's there, they might say, nah, <laughs> right? We don't yes. need that. It's going to be fine. And what I've found time after time after time is, yes, you do want to take an umbrella if the voice comes up or a jacket or sunglasses or it's, whatever. It's really concrete, but it's really funny. I'm like finally listening like, it's not a question. It's a... <laughs> It's a statement, like, you oh, need to bring. <laughs> yes. Well, I love that because I, listening is a skill that we've lost in general, right? It's like how to retrain people to listen and listen to their own internal voice, their own, you know, wisdom, and also listen for others. Everyone's so busy, you know, so busy period right <laughs> and, and and or they're thinking they're they like you use your example external validation right they need somebody else to say yes you should bring an umbrella as we're mm -hmm. using the full example yeah. but it's um oh, tuning in and listening really listening. If anybody that's listening to this podcast, yeah. I invite you to just listen. Like in the morning when I go outside and put my feet in the grass and listen and hear the orchestra around me, like it is moving. It it it's unbelievable. And the and then you listen to yourself like Hey, I should bring an umbrella today. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so, such a funny example, but of course it's very profound too because it applies to all areas and there, there are certainly more profound things and more subtle things that of course we're, I'm also was in the habit and I'm trying to reinvent that now of of it's it's a question mark and it needs the external validation and realizing no this is a, this is a form of knowing and yeah. and 
we should trust the the information and our our awareness and our senses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and to your point about like listening to others too, I don't think it's either or. It's not like oh, I could listen to my intuition and my my senses and my my sources of information or others. It could definitely be of both. And like, don't you think that learning to listen to yourself actually might make you a better listener to the people around you too? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the um, it, it's all energetic, right? It's like mm -hmm. I talk about energy and life force. Um, you know, depending on who I'm working with, um, I say different words. Yeah. But it's like it is all about that energy that listening also listening to others um yeah <laughs> it reminds me i did a, a a training with an organization about listening and mm -hmm. and also did experiments with them and little you know quests with them about listening uh -huh. and boy is that an eye opening for people they think they score themselves pretty high on you know when i have them first score and then i do an exercise and they're kind of like oh i thought i was a good listener but they're listening to provide something so they're in their heads and they're not really listening <laughs> oh it's just it, it it's lovely to see you know and have people practice that deep level listening it's yes. beautiful. Yeah. And that's something that I think a good coach is really great at. And something I definitely gained from from training was was being heard fully and yeah. learning to listen yeah. more carefully without um yeah, without even necessarily need to fix or change or solve anything, but just to like to be there mm -hmm. fully with each other is so powerful. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that's a wonderful gift that you give to your clients. I really appreciate your time and having this conversation. Is there anything else that you think that uh, you'd like to add or that we we have missed along the way or you want to put a, a finer point on it? <laughs> Make sure to emphasize. Uh, I would say that um, I just am so grateful for you, Blythe, for you know, the work that you're putting out there, the teaching you're doing, and, you know, you really want to make an impact on people. Um, it's it's a quite an honor to be in this space with you and to see the work that you're doing. And I thank you. Uh, your listeners, thank you. Thanks for all the love and and the desire to really, you know, give people value and and just appreciate you a lot. Thank you so much. You too. It's your work is such a gift and just your presence here. So thanks for taking that time to to be with me and share your knowledge and experiences. And I'll be sure to link up to the resources you mentioned in terms of finding a coach, but also to the work that you're doing now, your own website. So hopefully so some great. some people hear this that really need to hear that um, yeah. at this particular moment in their lives and, and find mm -hmm. you because of that too.
Thank you for listening. You're invited to connect with me anytime, and I welcome your questions and comments at ablythecoach on social media and at ablythecoach.com. That's A-B-L-Y-T-H-E-C-O-A-C-H.com. I'll look forward to seeing you there. Until next time.